The honoring of your loved one is something that is very individual because honoring means different things to different people and it can change over time. As you honor them, it brings comfort to you as it's a way of continuing your relationship. In the beginning of your grief journey, the pain and confusion can be so overwhelming that you don't have the energy for anything. So honor may look like clearing off a table to arrange photos and items of your loved one. Today we're going to talk about honoring your loved one and I'll also share important Bible verses about how to best honor them and will include specific ways to honor your mother this Mother's Day week. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on that couch. I know this week is going to be very difficult for a lot of you who have lost your mom. So I thought we would talk about how to best honor your mom or your loved one. After Monica died, I had to get meaningful things of hers together along with pictures and get them to the funeral home for her service. Some of these things included a hat that said, just say Mo, (laughs) because that was Monica's nickname. There were funny things and serious things and and just things that personified her and her life. Monica's half-sister, whose name was Stephanie, ironically, and her husband created a video celebrating her life and pictures. Along with that obituary, these were the things that I spent my time on in the first week after her death. After the service, I brought those things home, I cleaned off a table, I added a one of those Himalayan salt rocks that had the light in it. And I turned the light on and I left it on for more than six months. That table provided a touchstone for me. And I would come home, say hey to her. (laughs) And yet sometimes I would just stare at that table and cry. There came a time that I became angrier and it was probably six months in. So I (laughs) I turned her picture over. So I wouldn't have to look at it and feel my loss over and over. The picture stayed turned over for a while because I couldn't get rid of the table, but I didn't want to look at the picture either. And over the last 10 years, there have been various ways I have honored her and her life. While she was alive, we, on a consistent basis, would help people. We bought books or paid for classes For many who were in school, we would surprise others with things they talked about wanting or needing. And after she died, I continued doing this and would always make sure that she was included in the gift. I supported the hospice house in her name for years 
And then God turned my experience into a calling. And y'all know what happened in the last two years in terms of writing that book, Dying to be Healed, about her faith journey and also starting this podcast. So we'll shift gears a little bit and we're going to talk about someone I'm not sure if you're familiar with, but his name is Danny Gokey. If you're not familiar, then you will be this week because the song of the week is from him. The song is called Hope in Front of Me. Danny Gokey was an, on American Idol years ago. I didn't watch the show, but I heard about him later because he entered the competition just one month after his wife Sophia died. He and Sophia had planned for him to do the audition that year because it was the last time he'd be eligible to do so because of age. So when Sophia died, he had a tough decision to make. Can you imagine competing on television one month after the loss of your loved one? Well, you know, because they together had planned for him to do this prior to her death, auditioning was a form of honor and a step of faith. He finished in third place. Because of this, millions of people heard about him. Millions of people heard about his story, and millions of people heard about his wife. And because of that, he started a foundation called Sophia's Heart. Now, you may not be ready to audition on stage or write a book. Maybe you're just getting through a hard day or a string of hard days. Did you know that getting out of bed every morning is a form of honoring your loved one? All the things you're doing, all the steps you're taking to heal, they are forms of honoring your loved one. Monica would have been so angry at me if I had given up, if I hadn't continued to live life. And in the beginning, that thought made me want to give up just to pay her back. <laughs> but over time, it was a help. So as you continue in your life, you bring your loved one with you. As you breathe, laugh, and live again, you're an example of finding purpose in your loss. In your journey works this week, I'm going to share some Bible verses to build your confidence and your faith in the fact that you do have a purpose and a future. But first, for Mother's Day, here are four ideas to honor your mom while creating a new tradition for yourself and for your family for future Mother's Days. Number one, stop the questioning for this one day. If your mom had a strong faith, she probably wouldn't want you to put your time into questioning God, but instead quieting your questions. Now you can jump right back into the questioning tomorrow, but for this day, turn your focus on the good memories and the lessons that she taught you. Number two, if she had a green thumb, think about planting some of her favorite flowers or even a memorial tree. If you get it small, then you can watch it grow each year. We did that after my grandfather died. He lived in Germany, so I didn't know him well. But each year, I could see the tree grow, and it made me think about him. If you're afraid you don't have that same green thumb, then go buy a wind chime and hang it. <laughs> Number three, if you have a note or something that she wrote in her handwriting or that she drew or painted, you can have it framed and hang it in a place of importance. If there was a favorite recipe that she wrote on a card, you could frame that 
and hang it in the kitchen and then bake or cook whatever it was each Mother's Day. Number four, you can donate money or time to her favorite charity or one you think would be close to her heart or continue some of the traditions that she started. So to recap, four ways to honor your mom this Mother's Day week. Number one, stop questioning just for today. Put your focus on the example she set and the good memories that you have. Number two, plant either flowers or a memorial tree. Number three, frame something that she created. Number four, donate time or money. Okay, so your journey works are going to be a little bit different this week. I just want you to listen to the following seven verses. These are not my words. This is what God says about your purpose and your future. Write them down. Read them again and again this week. Because your life is honor to your loved one. And remember, what you feed grows. The first one is Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. This is the verse to meditate on when you can't see a future right now. Romans 8, 28. And we all know for those who love God, all things will work together for good for those who are called according to his purposes. This verse is even when you can't see a possible purpose for your loss. Psalm 33, 11. The plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purposes of his heart through all generations. See, the plans of God are through generations, which we can only see a speck of. Psalm 32, 8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. God will direct your path. And how cool is it that he has his eye on you right now? Proverbs 16:9 The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. My biggest struggle was right here. My plans, my hopes, they were flipped upside down, and I couldn't see a purpose or a future. Instead of walking through the different door God provided me, my million questions became a wall, and then I had to climb over it daily. Now picture that. <laughs> I could have walked through an open door but instead I built and then had to climb over a wall to get to the same place. Corinthians 2.9 But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. This is an important promise for you to build your hope on. And this is also your verse for the week, because it's so important that you kind of get it down deep. Because where you are now, you can't see a happy future. And that's fine. But God has your future planned out. So there is one. And he has a purpose for you. So you have one. And that's why you have to do the pray and the read part of pray, read, and rise. You have to, as the Bible says, renew your mind daily to build that confidence in him and a hope. For your future. James 1 25. But if anyone keeps looking steadily into God's law for free men, 
He will not only remember it, but he'll do what it says. And then God will greatly bless him in everything that he does. This verse is a reminder that action is required on your part. All right, if you're wanting to write the verses down um, so that you can just read them over and over this week, I'm going to go through them real quick. Number one is Jeremiah 29, 11. Two, Romans 8, 28. Three, Psalms 33, 11. Four, Psalms 32, 8. Five, Proverbs 16, 9. Six, Corinthians 2, 9. 7, James 1, 25. And y'all come join us in the grief group for Christian women, the Facebook community we have. Yes, it's literally called the grief group for Christian women. <laughs> and it's a place where other Christian women understand the pain of grief and support each other through daily life. And if you want more personalized or private help, then check out grieftograatday.com. I am starting the grief coaching back. Um, I'll officially launch it next week, but I just kind of want to give you a heads up that it's coming. And look, come as you are. It does not matter where you are in the grief process. I can help you navigate the next steps. If you don't have a church home, visit my church, opendoorchurch.com. And links to both the Facebook group and the church are in the show notes. In the meantime, Remember who holds your future. That really ties in well this week. And please keep on coming back to the house. Keep sitting on the couch and keep taking steps, however small, towards your healing. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, Please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.